Bush and Richie here with your Home Time Show podcast. Uh, believe us when we say that this show you're about to hear is so action-packed, there's so much stuff uh, hidden within, that we're just going to keep it short and get straight into it. Honestly, that is not us uh, wanting to go home. That is absolutely what you're about to hear. Promise you, 100%. Start podcast! We are starting tonight's show with an animal-based parental education emergency. So let me explain. We read this book to Thea, our two-year-old, every night. It's called 1,000 Things, right? It's got loads of stuff in it about life. And Katie was reading it to her last night. And there's a, there's a page with all the animals in the wild. And she goes through pointing to each animal. And then you do the noises for them. Uh, and then Thea pointed to the giraffe. And Katie was a bit stuck because it's a good point. I never really thought about it before. I don't know what a giraffe actually sounds like. <laughs> Have a think about it. I mean, can you picture in your mind right now the sound of a giraffe? Here, just just for interest, here's Katie's attempt at making a giraffe sound. We'll, we'll, we'll hear that one more time. I think Johnny Morris's Animal Magic was a touch loud. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Here we are. Quite unsettling, isn't it? She's gone down the kind of cow route for a giraffe. Do you know what a giraffe sounds like, Richie? I don't. Uh, bizarrely, I, I, I had to, to, to provide a... And a, a, a giraffe noise recently reading myself, but it was a, it was a voice rather than like a noise, and so I just sort of was like, "Hello," because I thought it had a very right. long neck and might sound quite ponderous, but I don't think in reality giraffes are saying hello. So you go down the kind of route because of the long neck, kind of knockabout and fun that mm. kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, if you think about it, right? I mean, I've been to loads of zoos in my time, never heard a giraffe speak. To be honest with you. I mean, Adam tweets to say, I don't know, but my son, who's eight, asked me what a giraffe ate the other day, and I told him pellets, because I had no idea and what else to say. Now, I think our understanding of the giraffe is, is really quite threadbare. It's quite bad, really. All the other animals seem to get more attention. So this is the genuinely, this is the question for the first hour of the show. Have, there you go, there's Katie again. <laughs> I thought there was a giraffe. It really is very unsettling, particularly in our relationship. Do you know what a giraffe sounds like? Any tips, welcome. Uh, ben in Royston says, giraffes eat leaves and sound right. something like a cross between a horse, a donkey and a zebra. Uh, on a quick <laughs> point of order, the fella five minutes ago who was saying that all he knew was that giraffes eat pellets, the one thing that your giraffe is famous for is the long neck enabling it to eat leaves. I think he got off scot-free. That is a good point. We didn't really pick him up on that. I mean, the whole point of the long neck is to get leaves. Imagine having a really long neck, but you've got to bend back down again to get pellets. You'd be really miffed off, wouldn't you? What's the <laughs> you point of this? Be. But isn't it bad, though? Like, no, we don't know. Tom says it sounds like a horse with a didgeridoo. Someone texts saying, imagine Chewbacca on helium. Uh, Adrian says, I always go for the munching leaves sound. But I think in reality, they do a weird bark, like a deer. Doesn't seem like we're getting any closer. Oh. We've got Leslie on the line. Leslie, can you shed any light on this giraffe mystery? Yeah, well, funny enough, I only heard on TikTok the other day, but it wasn't true, that apparently on our vocal cords, but then I looked it up and they actually hum. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, Hold on a second. <laughs> so they hum in the evenings, is that right? G giraffes, yes, they just hum? Yeah, yeah they just hum. I'm more concerned that our source here is TikTok. <laughs> yeah. No, no, what, no, what it was, on TikTok, somebody said they didn't have vocal cords. We actually looked it up, and they do, right. and they hum. Right, and when you say hum, do you mean kind of like Bobby McFerrin, start type of... Mm, 
Uh, um, uh, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Wouldn't you know? To go on safari, like go and listen to Daddy. the hamantara. <laughs> <laughs> or is it heat? Because they're animals that generally are in hot climates. I mean, you know, at the end of a day safari, I reckon I could hum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think yeah. <laughs> okay. Mostly in the car with Daddy. <laughs> Sounds like chaos going on in there. Great to have you on board. Have a great Tuesday night. <laughs> Take oh, care. Thank you. And you. Bye-bye. Bye. Right, I don't think we're getting any closer to the truth on this. We need more intel. What the hell does a giraffe sound like? David has tweeted to say, uh, Katie's giraffe noise is the funniest but also the most haunting thing I've heard. This is my partner Katie attempting it. <laughs> Strange, isn't it? Uh, and John, who's age seven, says a giraffe sounds like a sheep mixed with a cat. Everyone knows that. <laughs> uh, Nito is hanging on with uh, a definitive answer. Nito, what do you know? Yeah, their voices are so low that you can't actually hear it, so they don't actually make a sound. Like the baby calves apparently do, but the bigger, the bigger, um, the older animals, they will. The, it's so low you can't hear it, but they can hear it. Apparently. Wow, so th- they're up there with their long necks at the top of a tree chatting away, but we can't yeah. hear it. So they're having their own That's conversation what... and we can't eavesdrop. Absolutely. When you think about it, they're probably feeling really smug. They're Absolutely. really, really tall above us and yeah. they can talk and we can't hear us, so they've probably got secrets. <laughs> so I think the next time we read uh, a, a kid's animal book out with giraffes yeah. in it, I think we give them the snootiest, smuggest voice. <laughs> I suppose you could. And you just talk to them, and yeah, like, like you said, like you spoke to your daughter, uh, your son, you know, with a little high little voice or whatever. Yeah, that's the way to do it. A little bit, little bit yeah. snooty. Absolutely. I've gone off them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the last 12 months has taught us a few things to appreciate, though. Um, there's obviously so much uh, that we have missed over the last 12 months, but maybe you realise that some of the things that you actually miss are some of the things that you used to actually moan about before it got taken away from us over the last 12 months. So, for example, here's, here's, here's a sentence, fill in the blank at the end. I will never, ever complain again about... Trying to find a parking space on town on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> if if I got told we were going into town, we're going to town. Let's go to town. All right, we're going to town. Go and do shopping. That might or might not sound like my wife. But if I was told we were going into town on a Saturday afternoon, immediately I'd be like, oh, it'd just be a nightmare. That multi-story car park on a Saturday afternoon. No way. Now I'd give anything. I'd give anything to do all that kind of stuff. So I yeah. will never, ever complain again about, right? Maybe it'll show us some of the things it's actually taught you that, oh, actually, I really miss doing that. It's a good point. It's, it's kind of like a ghost of Christmas future type mm. thing, isn't it? Where you, you suddenly, you know, stop taking things for granted. I mean, just going around again, just to... You know when you go on another run around the car park just to see whether you might get a spot? Give <laughs> yeah. any hint for that, for that kind of crowd that used yes. to be involved with. On, on a personal level, I will never, ever complain again about queuing in a bar for a beer. I would give anything to be stuck behind a bunch of students ordering cocktails. Yes. I wouldn't even make any kind of things about them having needing to have their own section of the bar for that kind of nonsense. 
Uh, I'm happily getting a cue. So, yeah, I feel bad about even moaning about it. And having heard you say exactly those kind of things, I will be in the position to remind you about that when, when you do dare to complain again about they being should. stuck behind a bunch. I don't want to ruin it, but they should have their own section. If you're going to have a cocktail, stop wasting everybody else's time. You've just promised never, ever Sorry. to complain again. Good point. I will so, never, ever, after that, complain again, ever. Joe tweets, I will never, ever complain again about the state of the toilet at the office. Oh, dearie me. I mean, you know, it's the little things, though, isn't it? it to be is. honest with you. It this is. It's got a point. Zoe says, I'll never complain again about having to stand most of the way on a busy train from London to Norwich. Oh, on that, London to Norwich have actually got new trains over the last 12 months, so you'll be happy. Win-win for Zoe. Yeah. And then Serenity <laughs> says, I will never complain again about getting frisked at airport security whilst on my jollies. Mark in Huntington, I will never, ever again moan about the slow group of golfers in front of me on a Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a different world, doesn't it? It does. Uh, Sarah, uh, what is it for you? I will never, ever complain again about how many god-awful steps there are to go to the affordable seats at the London Stadium to watch my beloved West Ham. <laughs> so tell it is it quite a trek to get up there then up in the gods to go uh, to your seats burning thighs collapsing lungs you name it i get it hey and sarah <laughs> over the last 12 months as well your beloved west ham have actually got half decent so you are missing them do you know what i am so so pleased with how they're doing um apart from the uh Two own goals against Arsenal that put them back in it at the weekend. Here we go. My life, they are they are playing out the skins this season. Well, you've just said to everybody, you will never ever complain about them ever again. Never ever. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, Sarah. Right, let's speak to Claire. Claire, what do you promise you will never complain about ever again? Soft play. Oh, are you sure? Are you sure you're never going to complain about, complain about soft play? I've complained about soft play many, many times. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you go and you can practically see the bacteria on all of the play equipment. Other people's children are horrible. Um, the drinks are overpriced for parents. But actually, I'm never going to complain about going somewhere out of the house and having your child entertained so you don't physically have to entertain them yourself. Yes. Oh, I got a round of applause. Well done, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) Lee in Surrey says, I'll never, ever complain about anything ever. I don't care if I'm sixth in line for the haircut. I miss my Turkish barber so much. Currently, I look like a failed 90s wrestler. I feel almost emotional about it. Uh, Moaning is so 2019. (laughs) Uh, Sarah, what is it for you? Other half staying in. He's in the house all the time. <laughs> there's no there's no working club open. He can't go play snooker. Okay. Snooker for one more day. So, well, what's your other half's name, Sarah? It's Lee. Lee. So, if Lee, you know, wants to go for a beer, you know, after work and that, will you, will that be fine with you? I'll drive him there. <laughs> Whatever it needs to go. Scott, what is it for you? The warm, warm lager at your local football club. <laughs> so you'll never moan about the warm lager at your local football club. Which is this football club of which you speak? Well, it's Stoke City. So you need to have a beer to watch them as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! And uh, you kind of yeah, you kind of need that lager to get through a game at the moment. 
You certainly do, but uh, yeah, I'll never moan about it again when I can stand in that horrendous queue for 15 minutes to get two warm bottles of Carlsberg at the test <laughs> and then to go back and watch the football. And uh, yeah, I'm never moaning again about that. There you go. It's just missing the whole match day thing, isn't it? It's amazing. You only yeah. sometimes, you know, think about these things when it's been taken away from you. No, you stand there moaning all the time. You're queuing at the turnstiles. You've got a windy, cold stadium. You're watching sometimes bad football and then you get warm lager and uh, nowadays I'd do anything just to stand there <laughs> I have a feeling piece of Richie trivia here that Stoke City's ground is the highest above sea level in the UK it's also the coldest <laughs> I think the two go hand in hand <laughs> definitely so yeah it whips the wind whips through the far corner end that's why they keep the lager warm that's yeah warm why, you up yeah. a little bit <laughs> <laughs> Still to come, before we finish at 7 o'clock tonight, we will be debuting a... Oh, we're excited about this. A brand new competition. Could be a one-off. We'll have to see. Brand new competition. One of you is going to win a takeaway meal tonight. Oh, yes. Just trust us. There's a good reason behind it. We mark a year since we went into lockdown with a special show, by the way, which celebrates the heroes in our communities and human kindness as well. There'll be uh, loads of live music from some great bands, and it's going to be awesome. It's hosted by Sarah Champion and the lovely Danielle Perry, who joins us right now. This is tonight at 7. Danielle, good to have you on the show. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. No, I'm really good. I'm missing seeing you, your faces, though. We used to have a nice little chat, didn't we, every night as we cross paths, but soon, hopefully. You were a fixture for us, which is why it's extra yeah. special to have you on the show tonight, because normally we'd see you every night, but it's been 12 months. I know, 12 months and a lot of takeaways, actually, while you're talking about it. That's been like the treat, hasn't <laughs> it? That's, that's you always find a, a reason, don't you, to shoehorn in another takeaway into a week. It's like, well, we've been good. We deserve it. So, yeah, There's a lot of treating going on. How has it been the whole year for you? Obviously, tonight we're celebrating, you know, some of these amazing stories of a year in lockdown. Can you believe it's been a year? It's so weird, isn't it? And everybody you speak to has got their own, like, really sort of mad life lesson or sort of big event that's happened, even if it's just been like, you know, I say just like, but homeschooling. I have no idea how hard that must have been because, like, I, I managed to sort of swerve that one with my little girl being just four. But everyone seems to have their own tale to tell. I mean, I had a baby in lockdown, uh, which is pretty mental. To Congratulations. Congratulations. Thanks, thanks. I wasn't fishing for that. But, you know, <laughs> everyone's got their own thing that they've been through and it's just, it's it's massive. You know, it's like, we'll, look, we'll read back on this. 2020 is going to be a thick chapter in the history books. Sorry, kids. So this is the type of uh, the type of people, the type of groups, the type of stuff that you'll be celebrating on the show tonight. Give us a little bit of a flavour of what, what, what kind of stuff we're going to be hearing from you and Sarah tonight after the show at seven. We are going to be talking to some incredible people that have made massive differences in their communities. I'm sure you guys all know that one person maybe in Leon C or, or down south, you know, that have really just pulled the community together. We're talking to teachers, we're talking to doctors, we're talking to Arlo Parks, who's had, you know, her career just explode during lockdown, you know, putting out a debut record, but not being able to tour it. How does that work? You know, doctors on the front line. I mean, from every single corner, the only thing you can bring from a year like we've just had is trying to look at the positives as well. And uh, there's been some wonderful stories of human compassion, human kindness, and we're celebrating that and the heroes in our communities, as well as a ton of live music, which has helped. Radio has been a beacon of joy. So all of that sort of accumulating in a, t a two-hour show. It's a, it's a joy and honour to be hosting that with Sarah tonight. 
Oh, it's going to be amazing. If you, you need a bit of a pick, pick up, you know, because weird people are going to be viewing this whole kind of uh, uh, this this anniversary in different ways. So if you need a bit of pick me up and, and, and a feel good factor, do not miss it tonight. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, one year like this with Sarah Champion and Danielle Perry tonight from seven. Danielle, thank you so much. I'll see you soon, guys. Take care. We miss you. Bye. It's the Hometime Show on a Tuesday night, the big show, one year like this, our special documentary. It's celebrating a year in the lockdown follows this show. Uh, and we think you deserve a treat. Uh, that is why we're debuting our brand new competition, Winner Winner Hometime Dinner tonight on the show. Win yourself a £50 takeaway platter at your local takeaway. And let's speak to our contestants before we get going. On the, on the first line we have is Heidi. Hi, Heidi. How are you doing? Oh, hello. How are you? Hey, we're really good. Where are you calling from? Luton. Okay, and you're hungry? Yeah. <laughs> She's hungry and ready for action. <laughs> Heidi, stay there. Let's speak to our other contestant is Laura. Laura, where are you from? Oh, hi, it's Lara. It's Lara. Lara, where are you calling from? Just down the road from where you are, Bushy. I'm in South End. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. And uh, have you had your tea or are you starving? No, no, I'm absolutely Hank Marvin. <laughs> there we go. Well, look, here is how this is going to work. Uh, we have five dishes taken from the menu of a Chinese restaurant somewhere in the UK. As you'd imagine, they are numbered between 1 and 117. You will need to tell us whether each dish is higher or lower on the menu than the one before. Get the answer right, you stay in control. Get it wrong, and the control will pass to your opponents. The winner will be the person in control of the menu after the final <laughs> item on the menu. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, so, uh, Heidi, you were the, the first through. So you start in control. So, Laura, uh, Lara, sorry, what are you between friends? Um, just <laughs> sit, sit there and stay patient. You're kind of waiting for Heidi to slip up, all right? So... Here we go. So, uh, the starting item is a roast pork chop suey. Now, that is item number 27 on the menu. So, first question for you, Heidi. Hot, okay. hot Kung Po King Prawns. <laughs> is that higher or lower than 27? Higher. You're absolutely right. It's number 97. Well Fantastic. Done. Well done. Staying okay. in control. Staying in control. Still with you, Heidi. Sweet okay. and sour chicken in Hong Kong style. Okay. Is that higher or lower than 97 and those hot Kung Po King prawns? Lower. Oof. It's higher. It's number 112 on the menu. So, look. Control passes to Lara. Lara. Control with you. Lara. <laughs> Thank you. I can feel my tummy rumbling. Uh, Heidi, can you can you can you just sit in the waiting area and drink your pint of chang, please? <laughs> this is Lara's bit. Uh, battered king prawn balls. Is that higher or lower than the sweet and sour chicken in Hong Kong style at 112? I reckon that's lower. You're absolutely right. It's number 59 on the numbered menu. Uh, you <laughs> stay in control, Lara. Fried bamboo shoots and water chestnuts. Higher or lower than the Battered King prawn balls at 59? I reckon they go in at extra, so I think they're going to be higher. You're absolutely right. It's number 70. Yeah. You've nearly won this. So, Lara, 
Here is where we're at, OK? It's the final question. If you get this right, you've won the platter. If you get this wrong, by default, Heidi will be in control and she will have won. Do you understand? I do. Good luck, Heidi. <laughs> huge. This is huge. Different music for the tenth Different final music. question. <laughs> the, fa- the, fa- the fountains run out of water. <laughs> Lara, here we go. Squid in black bean sauce. Is that higher or lower than the fried bamboo shoots at number seventy? That's lower. That's on the. It's not. It's higher. It's number 102 on the menu. Lara, I'm so sorry. Heidi. Yum, yum, yum. Congratulations. You've won yourself a £50 takeaway platter. How do you feel? Oh, nice one. Heidi. Yeah, lovely. Congratulations. I've, I've got a teenage boy who's very happy. Congratulations. No, nobody's going to go away empty-handed. You might be em- empty-stomached, uh, Lara, but uh, you will get a home-time tea towel and Tesco Mobile <laughs> face masks. So uh, that, that might even be worth more than the takeaway. Who knows? Uh, but So commiserations, Lara, but well done to Heidi. Uh, yeah. that's, that's What a feast. Brilliant. Oh, yum. Thanks very much. There you go. She's walking away with a takeaway. Lara's got PPE. Swings and roundabouts, <laughs> isn't it, on a Tuesday night? <laughs> and with thanks to the Wahing Chinese Takeaway in Southend. Uh, if anyone wants to check the menu online, uh, that's the menu that we used for tonight. Fingers crossed, and with a, with a good wind bush, this competition comes back and we'll be able to take another tour around another restaurant. I literally can't wait. Honestly, I'm absolutely starving. See, told you it was action-packed. Thank you very much for listening. There's the Home Time Podcast. There's not much more we can say about it. We've literally jammed so much else in that actually it's coming to an end and it's about 